what's up? I'll leave you alone forever now. You know this one girl with hair like this? Yes, that's Ramona Flowers. She's out of your league. You know her? Tell me now. She just moved here, got a job at Amazon. I have to order something really cool. Scott, are you waiting for the package you just ordered? Maybe. Scott Pilgrim? Hi, I was thinking about asking you out, but then I realized how stupid that would be. That's OK. You just need to sign for this, all right? So do you want to go out sometime? If I say yes, will you sign for your damn package? So yeah, 8 o'clock? Come to this Battle of the Bands thing. You have a band. Yeah, we're terrible. One, two, three, one! Mr. Pilgrim! I'm Ramona's first evil ex-boyfriend. What? Wait, we're fighting over Ramona? Didn't you get my email explaining the situation? I skimmed it. Mm-mm. What was that all about? If we're gonna date, you may have to defeat my seven evil exes. So what you're saying is we are dating? I guess. Does that mean we can make out? Sure. Scott Pilgrim! Prepare to feel the wrath of the League of Evil Exes. Ramona dated twins. At the same time. <sighs> If you want something bad, you have to fight for it. Step up your game, Scott. Combo! Break out the L word. Lesbian? The other L word. Lesbians? What are you doing? Getting a life. You want to fight me for her? Why on earth would you want to do that? Because I'm in love with her. Pilgrim versus the world. Maybe next time we don't date the girl with 11 evil ex-boyfriends. Seven. Oh, that's not that bad. Okay, I think we're ready to get it going here. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Download podcast show. I am Darren Jenkins. I'm Chris Saunders. And today on, on the show, we have a special guest, <laughs> Movita, the comedian. Who actually, <laughs> what's funny, I um, I did a bunch of different things today, which was I watched Scott Pilgrim, which is the movie we're watching today, and I did get to check out some of your stand up sets, which were outstanding. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, it was like really funny. Um, and we'll talk about that. But today we're talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the 2010 film, um, which I will read the synopsis for real quick. Um, a bad uh, bass, uh, bass guitarist for a, grun, a garage rock band, Scott Pilgrim, played by Michael Sarah, has never. Uh, had trouble getting a girlfriend. Usually the problem is getting rid of them. But when Ramona Flowers, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, skates into his heart, he finds she has the most troublesome baggage of all, an army of ex-boyfriends, well, exes, um, who will stop at nothing to eliminate him from her list of suitors. Um, this movie was released in August 2010, directed by Edgar Wright. 
The box office was 48.1 million. The budget was 85 million. Um, Wait, say that again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that before where they spent more than they made, like significantly more. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, I, I, think it was, I think it was totally worth it because I see it as a very progressive film that has a mm. bassist as the main protagonist. Hmm. As opposed to a lead singer. Yeah. Okay. So it's like <laughs> uh, musicians' rights now or something. That's also probably why it didn't earn as much. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm not a bassist, so that's cool. I know. Mm, come on, man. I like basses. Basses are awesome. Um, oh, I have a question. Did we just recently do an Edgar, another Edgar Wright film? Yeah, we just literally last week did Edgar Wright's. Um, the movie we did, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, that was ever. I was like, that name sounds so familiar. <laughs> yeah, as I was like, hmm, do we like Edgar Wright? I guess we do. Maybe it was just like Inception because we were looking up his credits and we probably saw uh, <laughs> saw <that>. this film. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a bunch. Of, this there's a lot to go on in this movie. I, to be honest, um, this was on my radar. A while ago, I just it was it's kind of like one of these movies you have to be in the mood to watch. I it, because it was part there were parts of this movie that really and, and I kid you not I wanted to just pull my eyes out. Um, but then there are parts of this movie that I just like really thought were cool, and um and the soundtrack was like I feel like the movie almost doesn't do it justice in a lot of ways because when I listened to this on Spotify as just its track list I really enjoyed the track list but in the movie I didn't feel like it was it wasn't like Shop of Horrors where the music was on was like like up front to me it was more kind of a traditional movie in the sense where they kind of tried to tie it to scenes and just strange because you know, you're talking about a band here. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's weird, right? You would think that because this was really about a band in a sense, but like a band was up front on this, it would be more, oh. I think they spent more on the video game aspect yeah. of it and which is cool it was i so yeah. i didn't even know about this movie i didn't know what to expect and i i really did enjoy it um because mm. it was quirky and and i did like that video game aspect but yeah it is strange it really i mean when you think about um movies that focus on bands i mean the music is up you know it's like front and center and this one wasn't and the even i mean they addressed it but even the kind of struggle to to make it as a band to me didn't come through as much either it was secondary right right yeah it was weird like i know a lot of people in bands and i myself like like, like who <laughs> 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 I didn't say good bands. You're not going to know. No, but like we as as performers, we're always, you know, trading notes on like how tough it is and this, that and the other and the struggle. Um, so I just like they mentioned it, but they didn't really like they didn't sell me on the passion behind it, I guess. Well, I think the only character that 
kind of you kind of saw that from with Steve, the the lead singer. Yeah. Right? He was the one that like we have to. I have a gig. We're doing this gig. I don't care if your ex girlfriend's there. Like I'm signing this contract. I don't care if you don't like the guy that I'm signing it with. Like he was there. Like the drummer was kind of like apathetic to the whole thing, and Scott was more you know focused on this girl or girls or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. That whole high school girl thing was weird to me. Yes, that yeah, goes in, in, in our that. That, that goes into our what the fuck section of yeah, this segment of the podcast. <laughs> There's a whole Sorry. bunch to get in here. That was just. Mm. I will. I uh, will say. Uh, I don't mean to call you out too much, uh, Darren, because you just said you, uh, you you liked you liked the soundtrack, but quite frankly, it reminds me of, of the Clerk soundtrack, which you seem not too fond of. I agree. And, and, we, and, and, disagree, and, and but... we haven't and we haven't done the podcast because you're like, eh. <laughs> I, I I don't have a problem with the. I don't have a problem with the soundtrack. I have a problem with the, the movie. So okay. Okay. we can right. still do it because you know us. We don't. You know we we've tended we we went on a string of what three three or four movies that we watched that got like fives as our rating. So I don't think quality is our problem. So. Um, or a challenge for us. So um, I will say one thing. So the first thing that I noticed right off the bat, like as the, the, the first credits were rolling, there are a lot of people in this movie, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Dude, it's insane. And uh, you know what? I, I'm not sure if this was intentional, but they have a lot of people past, present, and future who are in comic book movies in this Yeah, film. yeah. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out what the, so this was 2010, so that would have been right at the, in the middle of the Marvel, mm-hmm. like, dynasty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you have Chris Evans in here. They threw Chris Evans, Captain America, Brie Larson, Which I was Captain like, Marvel. that was, Chris, yeah, I was like, that was Chris Evans. Yeah, and, he was, and, and, and I, I think he's really good, and like, I, I had fun with him in this role. Um, yeah. They throw Th- Thomas Jane in there, who played yep. Punisher. Yep. Um, Brandon Routh. Uh, ben yeah. Lewis. I, Brandon Routh, who plays Superman and Ant-Man in the, uh, not Adam, yep. in, uh, in the TV shows. And they also had Ben Lewis. Did you yep. notice him? Yes. He's yeah. uh, the, the roommate's that boyfriend, lover, whatever. The, uh, um, the other Scott. <laughs> and he plays uh, Green Arrow's son in the TV show. Yep. Gay son, by the way. So he's, he's again playing a gay character. Yep. Um, yeah, so they just, and then amongst other character people as well. So yeah, this was crazy. It was a great, well, now we know where all the money went towards. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> but even, even starting out, like the, the, the Universal, when Universal comes up, oh, the, that was the, cool. It's it's digitized like very old school video games, and you have the yeah. video game like, like, what's the name of that kind of uh, audio? Oh, like that. It's not stereo. Yeah. Yeah, like so that was really cool right off the bat. Yeah, there, like I said, there were some, like there were really there's some parts of this movie that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the beginning of that movie. Um, just that intro. Um, there were just a lot of homages to like gaming and, and whatever, which I think I'm always a big fan of. 80s gaming, you know. So. Are you are you a gamer, uh, comic book, video game fan, Mo? 
No, I wouldn't call myself that. I don't dislike it, but it's just not anything I've ever gotten into. Um, so, but like, I really did appreciate it. I loved the fight scenes mm-hmm. and how those were done. I, I just thought that was super cool. How do you um, feel about Michael Seurat in fight scenes? I thought that was very creative. <laughs> and the fact that he could just fight. But he actually, yeah, I have to say, because like that, I was watching the, <laughs> the first scene where they start to play, right? That very yep. first one. Like he looks so dorky. <laughs> if you watch him, he's just like his legs are together. He looks like Bambi like, trying to walk. <laughs> like it's hilarious. And then all of a sudden in the movie, you know, later in the movie and these fight scenes and I don't know how much you know, they helped him out, but I was, I was surprised. I was like, oh, he's okay. He's, he's got some moves, yeah. you know, he's not as awkward, but it's a little bit of a hard sell for me. Yeah. That, well, I'll tell you what, yeah. if they won awards, the award should go to the fight cinematographer or choreographer because they, he had nothing to work with on this film. There was no, yeah. except for Chris Evans and maybe the guys who were in these stunt scenes. Um, come on. I mean, Chris, I mean, Michael Sarah in a fight scene, you really have to be good to sell him on, you know. And it, so, it helped that this was kind of like a nerd thing where, you know, gaming was kind of. So did you do like research on whether he really did most or all of his fight scenes? Like, I did not. Because the, the, the close-ups where you can actually see his face, like, you know, he puts an arm up, he puts an arm up, maybe blocks something and maybe punches. But, like, you know, those those roundhouse kicks and stuff like that, <laughs> I, I, I have yeah. to believe that was a stunt double. I'm pretty sure there were a lot of stunt doubles used in this movie. So um, just, you know, it's fine. But, again, we do know now where all the money went for this movie. It went to special right. effects. <laughs> casting and probably insurance for <laughs> the brittle actors um, um at the very least you know you have these guys that have been in comic book films playing superheroes uh, in this film but at least the, the big boss at the end is looks i guess to me as nerdy as michael sura yeah um, jason schwartzman <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> That's a little more realistic fight. I, I yeah, I kinda, I don't know. Like I kind of like the aspect that it is, you know, it was like Big Bang Theory on steroids, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of like that though. It's like, oh, That's enough the- with the really hot guys and the muscles. <laughs> like that's overdone. That's that's the quote we put on social some- media. Right. <laughs> like, let me Big let me bang. see the docile kid who, you know. <laughs> yeah, but he just comes right out the uh, out the gate, like whooping people's asses. Uh, the Patel and the winning. Guy's name's Michael Patel. Yeah. What's the guy's name? That was that, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so like one thing I noticed was the you know that game that he and Knives play, the like oh, yeah, choreographed yeah. martial arts like fight yeah. game. I'm like. Are we to believe that that was the training for the rest of for these fights he has for the rest of this movie? I guess so. Well, that was, I mean, it, it must have been nice to be, well, I mean, look, let's be real. This is Michael Sarah, right? And Michael Sarah, this is not unlike 
a lot of the movies that Hollywood puts together uh, where like it, it not just in movies but TV where like these dudes who you you kind of sitting there kind of questioning how are he how are they able to get all these women and so this was a fantasy I mean this was completely a fantasy like every way shape or form this was from the fight scenes to the romance to the whole bit I mean let's be real so um, but I like yeah. even the way they filmed that stuff you know like when he's yep. daydreaming and and all of that so I I really ended up liking it and like I said I didn't know what to expect and at first I was kind of like rolling my eyes admittedly mm-hmm. um but then I was like this is this is dope this is kind of a sleeper yeah, that's, that's how I see this film. It's like I, I saw it when I think I think I was the same when I first saw it. I'm like, this just seems super weird. Um, I don't know why I watched it the first time, and then, but like stylistically, it's really cool um, with those comic book themes and video game themes, and of course the music, which I'm always a fan of. Um, mm. So I, I think I think the editors had a either a really fun time editing this or super frustrating time editing this because they it's really fast pace of points and jumps around like even just the story like when i'll be right I don't back. Know, when like mm-hmm. michael is or michael uh scott is thinking about something and mm-hmm. he's just zoned out and they go from him talking to someone to being in rehearsal to going into a show or something and they just right. skip from like from one to the other but the conversation kind of continues uh, mm-hmm. without breaking so um, that, you know, I don't know. I, I like to, I think editing should have won an award for this. Well, it's very much like, uh, I think that, you know, they were very cognizant about making it seem like a comic book. You know, like when you get a comic book, the panels kind of jump between different moments in the story. So you, you know, cause you have limited amount of time to kind of tell that, that moment. So, I think they did a lot of that with the editing on the uh, on the film, which I thought was pretty creative. And I mean, even like the the uh, you know sound effects, they would spell it out on the screen like a comic mm-hmm. book, like the school bell, or phone ringing, or you know, pow, bat, you know, wham, all that stuff. And the the end of you know the end result of each fight with you know this the fighter just dissolving into coins. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, it's, what was the, oh, um, movie called, um, was it, uh, Ultra, Ultra something, oh, what was, what was the name, it was a movie that came out a couple years ago called, um, uh, Ultra Violent? Or something uh, like that. Uh, that's I know that sounds familiar. The one with um, the girl from Twilight. Um, she in there? Yeah, she was in it. She plays this. Dude. Basically, the story is about this guy who lives in this like plain town, and there she's dating this dude, and um, and people try to kill him, and he suddenly becomes an activated agent of some sort. Where he's like, can, you know, he's kind of like Michael Sarah, except, you know, he's like some ultra violent secret agent that gets activated can now fight whatever. And I feel like there was like this movement to try to 
make like there was that and then there was the, the, the superhero movie um what's the movie uh what was that superhero movie with the um um live the live action superhero movie it wasn't really a superhero movie but it was a guy who kind of turns into a superhero or something like that you know what i'm talking about um I think that's most superhero movies. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Never really narrowed no. it down. They're Clark Casey. The movie with, um, not Michael Sarah, but, um, uh, oh, I can't remember. I'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to move on because I don't know what the heck. Well, the, my point being, the, the, like, from like 2007, 2006 to about, 2015 was like this movement of trying to coolify nerds where nerds can accomplish anything. You know, they're superheroes, they're secret agents, they're all these different people. I think this was kind of like part of that movement of films that kind of really made the word nerd. You know, because when I went to school, nerd was a bad thing, but nerd now is kind of like the coolest thing you can be called. So... Yeah, they've definitely, <laughs> I think I saw a t-shirt once, it's like, you don't like nerds, you just like guys with glasses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, to me, like, this kind of fits in that motif, and, and um, I think, like I said, there were parts of this movie that I didn't like, but overall, I liked the movie simply because they tried something different, and... Um, and they just let it be what it was. They weren't trying to make it something that it wasn't. Um, it was kind of an homage to, you know, this, to, to love as from the, you know, view of a, you know, small town nerd, you know, and you just take special effects and, and just really amp it up. I thought it was cool. I, I was hoping that they would they would talk about making a second one. I don't know if they're ever going to do it. <laughs> Not with that budget. Yeah, eighty five. Uh, I mean, I, I I feel like you could people could probably call me a nerd um, just because you know the length of. No, they do. Oh, they okay, for sure. Good. Do. Oh, they 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 didn't say okay. They, they haven't said it to my face yet. Um, but like the amount of time that I can talk about movies like this and you know Marvel and DC and Star Wars and Star Trek like. I can do that forever, um, but I like even even within those films or those TV shows, you know. Now there's a, a plethora of characters that are like these superheroes, but like you know the super smart ones, geniuses that like if you, the, the the main hero didn't have them, they probably wouldn't succeed. So you know they're the ones behind the scenes. Sometimes even uh, what's the guy's name, Mister uh, uh, from uh, DC, Mister Incredible or something like that, where he's like a super genius, but he's also like a he can fight as well. Black character, black superhero. Oh, um, you're talking about um, Mr. Terrific. Terrific, there it is. I knew it was a similar word. What a great name. <laughs> he named <Yeah>. himself. 
It's like Mr. It's like Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Yeah. It is it's interesting that like the comic book genre has really. I mean, what a money maker, with the exception of this movie, obviously. But like, you know, the franchises and everything, and I'm sure as an actor to be able to get into one of those. I mean, that's a good, you know, residual check for you. Um, yeah. So. yeah these days it's 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 not just one film either like if you're a student of superhero movie you're there for you know some of these guys from marvel like 10-year contracts yeah, yeah for sure yeah. oh the movie i was thinking of was kick-ass um oh, oh goodness gracious darren <laughs> hey man what do you want from me um, <laughs> that one's actually pretty brutal Yes, it was. But and uh, Nick Nick Cage is in that as like a Batman type character too. Yeah. Uh, what was the name? Something Daddy, Big Daddy. <laughs> great, great man. Oh, so question: What year was this film supposed to be? By the way, because there's a scene where he's got like, "You've got mail." I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Because that's and he's so it. amazed by it too, you know. Yeah, so it's like the beginning <laughs> of the dawn. He's like, "Oh, look, I have mail." He's like, "And now I'm reading it." I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> but then also didn't he order something off of amazon didn't yeah. they say amazon what, what is going on like wait what yeah <laughs> uh, you know it's canada I, <laughs> yeah. america too they're a little bit behind with the you know they're like we have bag. amazon but we're still using aol this is all happening in canada as we speak um that's sad uh <laughs> Listen, Canada's looking at us right now like, no, we don't want to be America. Yeah. So I, I have a question. Um, for, there's a scene where um, Ramona and Scott are like, whatever, mm. maybe outside her crib and then she has to go to work or something and she roller skates away. And, and I, I got the symbolism with, with, with a lot of stuff like magically appearing doors, like a hidden level in a video game. Right. P bar. They had a P bar. I don't know if you saw him. He went to the bathroom. They had a P bar and he peed and it went down. Yeah. But um, she, she uh, roller skates away and then the snow melts around her feet. Yeah. Did you get the symbolism of that? No. That's, that was one of my eye roll moments. <laughs> uh, well, okay. At that moment, I literally was like, how much more time do I have in this movie? Oh, come on. I'm sorry, but that was just, I was like, mm. maybe it was. Maybe because she's the time. hot girl. Oh. Maybe. 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 Yeah. It's, I'm just amazed that she was able to roll this, uh, uh, ice skate on some snow, which we won't get into. But, you know. Um, um, do we, we notice the little Bollywood? That's her superpower. There you go. Did we, yeah. did we notice the the Bollywood break during the first? Yeah, scene? yeah, it was very strange though too. With like, what were these girls? They were demons. Yeah, I don't. Know, yeah, man. it's just one girl in the cast. Very it was the, it was one girl, and I was like, how very Robert Palmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they. You might be on something. Maybe they were doing like an homage to Robert Palmer. So. I mean, Edgar Wright it does like his music, seems like. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he snuck that one in there. So there, yeah, that was a that was a weird scene a little bit. I mean, 
you know, I know we we usually we save our what the fuck moments to the end of the movie toward the end of the uh, podcast, and <clears throat> but yeah, I'll mention there were just, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a few, uh, you know, which. <clears throat> I mean, we can, just, so, we can just do it now. Mo, go ahead. Do you have one that you pops to mind right away? I, I mean, I, so there's a lot, and some of them are cool. Like, a lot, to me, you yeah. know, that's when I first, because I kind of rewatched it, too, because I felt like it was one of those movies where it's it's worth rewatching because you'll pick up on a lot of things that, in the you know, the first time around you don't. Right. Um I mean, obviously the relationship one, I was like, this is an interesting choice to, you know, and then also like, it's, I I thought it was funny and and maybe, you know, the whole point of her name being Knives. I'm like, she's 17. She plays this like dorky girl, but her name is Knives. But then at the end, you know, all of a sudden she comes back as a badass. So I was right. like, oh, dope. Okay. Who's, I see what who's you did there. fighting with the two knives, which is great. Right. Yeah. I was like, right. I see what you did there. So that was cool. Um, I mean, that was the, the whole thing. The fact that, you know, I, I won't say the movie was based on it, but it was a huge part of it that he's dating a 17 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but the, it was based on the relationships. And I thought those, there were quite a few, what the hell <laughs> type yeah. of things, you know, and the, the fight scenes, how they come out. And he realizes like the X's when she gives him the number, her number. Yeah you know, and it's seven X's and I forget which character points that out. And he's like, oh, I thought they were just kisses. Oh, wow. He's great. great. But that's weird, too. I'm like, you're you sleep in the same bed as same your roommate bed. and his boyfriend. <laughs> well, Wallace himself to me like was a what the fuck because like he's sitting there like yeah he's got a different guy every night or a mix of whatever you know. Later on, we see like two guys from different scenes in the same bed with him. And and well, Scott, I love how he turns the guy. He turns. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Like he, he's like seducing Scott's sister's boyfriend. Yeah. But at the same time, giving moral advice to Scott about like you should tell knives that you know that you're breaking up. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah. all right, man. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot to. <clears throat> I mean. First of all, Knives Child, I, I love the name, although I think she should have been a character in Kill Bill or something. Mm. Um, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I love and maybe that was an homage to Kill Bill. Yeah, maybe. I think, oh, actually, well, we'll get into that. I won't, I won't say it now, but, um, but yeah, and, and the fact, yeah, so everybody in the... <sighs> Everyone in this movie were dicks, just straightforward. They're, everyone was just kind of an, an asshole, except for Knives, except for her. Everybody in this movie was kind of a dick. <laughs> and the fact that I, what my favorite part of it was when Wallace would like, he would come home and tell Wallace something and like seconds later, you know, everyone else knew. Like he was, Dude. he was texting while he was asleep. Yeah, that that was about what the fuck moments. <laughs> like sister calls him, he's like, "How'd you find out?" Wallace texted me, but he's sleeping. Whatever. Like, 
uh, young Neil. Young Neil was not a dick, as far as I could tell. No, you're right. The replacement yeah, bassist. Are, he was not. He or was, was he a was... dick for, for for stepping in as a bassist when when Scott quit? Does that make him a dick? No, I th- he was. Makes he just did what he was told. <laughs> he yeah. did the same thing when Knives came after him mm. yep. to make Scott jealous. You know, he's just doing what he's told. Yeah, he was. But, yeah. I, I think I think one. But Wallace's character is just. By the way, Macaulay Culkin's brother. Yeah. Um, but I thought like his character was cool. Like Knives was like as crazy and like stalker groupie as she was. And she, it's kind of endearing at the end that she wants to like protect Scott for like against the girl that broke his heart. Mm. Um, but like so, certain scenes when she's just like looking at him from across the room where like she's pressed up against the band's window, like spying that on them. so sad. And then you see the handprint like still there after she disappears. Like it was just like, yeah, she was- A little creepy and, and sad. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, all, like I said, like all the characters and all their relationships are weird. I mean, there's not a normal, not that there should be. I mean, that would make for a boring movie, in my opinion. Right. But uh, but it is also a little bit hard to buy, like, all the exes that uh, Michael Sarah's character has, right? You know, because, like, mm. the drummer is an ex. Um, you know, obviously, you've got the two women. Ba- yeah, he's, like, dating two women at the same time. I'm like, all right, take it easy. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's the bassist in the band. He's not yeah, that was the totally singer. believable. Yeah, because that would happen. The bassist is always the one people want to get to first. Um, um, I just it, you know, I mean, it was uh, there's a lot like there's a lot of like I th- I'm sure there are a lot of what, other what the fuck things in this movie that because just simply because it's kind of like a fantasy movie of sorts and you can't do fantasy without some sort of what the fuck moment um very there were like some really good fun pieces of the movie that i enjoyed watching um there's a lot of i mean there's a i think there was a lot of good dialogue in there quotes yeah um, yeah that were really I don't know. You know, Michael Sarah, I don't know if he's ever played a, a different character. You know, you look at Superbad, he's just this, like, you know, no self esteem, yeah. like low self esteem character. So, like, yeah. one scene where he's just like uh, talking to, when, he, when he's kind of first talking to Ramona, like, kind of asking her out, he's like, I, I'm like, you're the new girl in town. I've lived here my whole life. It's like, there are reasons for you to hang out with me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but his but his delivery, I, I feel like he's got very very good delivery for for this for that kind of character. I love, I that, his, sorry, I love the fact that his um his go to uh, pickup line was the Pac Man story. So, was it what? The Pac Man story. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did we? I, I didn't even look that up. I wonder if that's true. I'm just looking up. Have you guys seen Office Space? Yep. That, I don't know why, but for some reason, you know, again, it's like a sleeper and I can see people totally being into it and rewatching it. I know I, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it again, but I was just curious. I just looked it up. That was 10 million. The budget was 10 million 
and it yeah. the box office was 12.2 so <laughs> we, got, we gotta that... keep re-watching scott pilgrim so they can make some money yeah it's like like office space ruined my freshman year of college what do you mean dude i watched that film with my roommate first of all we went into we went we, we came into like orientation not going to orientation just playing basketball instead of doing like shit like that and then we watched that movie and we would just wake up in the morning and go like hey chris you going to you going to class like nah uh, oh are you are you done with school like nah i'm just i'm just not gonna go <laughs> <laughs> it was like a lifestyle man um, so i'm surprised it didn't do that well but even the start of that movie because i thought of it also when you were talking about how the movie start how scott pilgrim starts um you know and and not to compare the two across the board but that office space also has kind of that oh we're at an it company so it starts with having to like click you know and right. it starts with the computer noises but anyhow i don't know for some reason there are aspects of it that just really remind me of that as far as kind of that sleeper but it, it'll have a solid fan base and they'll go back and they'll watch and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch and now i want to walk I, I, this is definitely not the case, but I'm like Googling to see if Edgar Wright also directed <laughs> all this. No, that was Mike <laughs> Judge. Oh, there he is. Judge. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should do that one because I'm sure the, the soundtrack for that one is probably pretty. Yeah, we should definitely do that movie. And it feels good um, to be a gangster. Oh, yeah. Um, That's hilarious when he's like bumping that and then yeah. like the black guy selling flowers at the, and then he's like. <laughs> Speaking of soundtrack, should we talk about this one? Yeah. Because I mean yeah, I mean, well, it's a mix of original music and and uh you know stuff they found for it. Yeah. Honestly, like all, all the stuff that Sex Babam did, um was just like high octane stuff. <laughs> like we yeah. are sex. I like that stuff. Like yeah, I, I, I like that was the other thing. I didn't know that I was gonna like the music. Yeah. Um, but too. I did. I, I really did actually like the music and what they yeah. played. Did they yeah. play did they actually play it? Do you um, really know? <clears throat> the That's a good question, not sure. Uh, I can tell you that yes. They did. Yeah? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm yeah. impressed. <laughs> um it basis says, was the basis wasn't great though. Well, okay, <laughs> they didn't play it. It was played live though. So oh. Sex Bomb songs were were by um, Beck Crash and the Boy songs were um, broken uh, were broken social scene. The Clash at Demon Head were by Metric and uh, Katanyagi twin songs were done by Cornelius. So, so they were played, but just not by those bands. Got it. So, uh, I less mean, like, impressed. <laughs> well, we are sex bomb. Honestly, has like about what two to four lines in the song of lyrics, and then everything else is just instrumental. Yeah. Um, and there's a song called Scott Pilgrim, and it looks like it was played by Plum Tree, which I don't know if you notice. He has a T-shirt that says yes. Plum Tree on it later on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they have a cover of Sade's By Your Side. Yeah. I forgot who played that. Who the cover is by. But yeah, I mean, this, Did you know. Did you catch I, your tribute to your favorite band? I guess not. 
Did you catch the Bob Marley reference? No. Yeah. It was a Bob. You... Uh, forget what scene it is. It's like right up. It's like maybe like uh, maybe the second or third scene in the movie after they introduce the, the group, whatever. There's a like a small montage, and they play um, like a. I don't know, a rock version of No Woman, No Cry. That's right. I did right. not hear that. That's right. I remember that now. What the heck? So I lost like, my, I've lost my Jamaican card now. Yep. I am now the lone Jamaican on the show. Um, <laughs> um, oh, I liked um, the scene where uh, Crash and the Boys are playing. And uh, what's his roommate's name again? Wallace. Wallace Wallace is like haggling heckling them <laughs> and then they're like oh this is for the guy out in the crowd who keeps yelling at us it's called we hate you please die I love that oh, that's a great yeah. song and uh and Wallace is like sweet I love this one <laughs> <laughs> see this is why as comics we wish we were rock stars yeah because I, I can't you know I can go after a heckler, but I can't actually dedicate a song to them. <laughs> you can write a song and I'll play it for you if you want. Perfect. That sounds like a plan. There you go. <laughs> that is funny. He's like, oh, I love this one. <laughs> I liked his character. I thought he was great. Yeah, and I like good. how this sounds maybe dumb, but for as campy as this movie was, I appreciated the fact that they didn't make the gay roommate over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they didn't um, like, and they didn't make like a huge thing about. It. I know, I know, he just had like a lot of partners coming in, but it was just like, if you had a, a straight roommate with a bunch of partners coming in, right? So that they they normalized that, which it was just part good. Of the background, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, that was that was cool. Did you notice? Um, this is more of a question for Darren because we just did a movie this week. Uh, we did Baby Driver. Did you notice uh, some overlap? There's a song, but you had you had to know what the song was. Oh, uh, talking about T Rex. Yeah, there's a song called Teenage Dream by T Rex, yeah. and uh, in the previous our previous Baby Driver podcast, uh, he refers to them as Trex. Yeah, <laughs> Trex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually like that song. I thought that was good. Yeah, I like that one. That's why I uh, I shazammed it. Yeah, um, I actually liked um, I I shazammed this one. I thought it was an Envy song, um, and maybe it's played by a group called Black Mass, but it was called Clash vs Vert. Um, it was just the song she plays in, in her scene that her she and her bands. And I, I thought that was a pretty cool song. Pretty yeah. Cool song. Yeah, there were, there were some, I like her voice, whoever's yeah. singing it. Yeah. This was, like, this was one of those moments, I think, Chris, I mentioned this a lot on the last, on Baby Driver, this, I like this guy, like, I like finding songs or artists that I probably never would have ever thought to listen to. And to me, this whole, pretty much this entire, except for, like, a couple of songs, I had never heard most of these songs before, yeah. so it, it's uh, my 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 list of music has grown again from doing this. Uh, doing this well, I'm just wondering because, like, when I look at the um the set uh, the soundtrack on uh, Spotify, they actually have 
you know, Sex Bobom as the artist, as opposed to you know the the, the bands you were saying actually yeah. played the music. Yeah. So now I'm like, do I save the Sex Bobom version or do I look for the real version? Uh, there are definitely bands I'm gonna look up and just kind of listen to what they've got. There was one. By, um, by the way, did we love how they made fun of vegans? Vegans. <laughs> oh my yes. god, that was so that's, hilarious. That's in my what the fuck section. Sorry, I not to no, go back. No, it's fine. No, was, it's what the fuck I just goes throughout. Dying, and and then like when he loses his superpower, his hair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the like superpowers. Which, by the way, the effects were awesome for that. Like, yeah. he's like he's able to like, was it um, use your mind to hold people into kinetic? Yeah, like psychokinetic or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, but like that would part of the what the fuck was like. Knives keeps on like saying shit to uh, yeah. Envy. She's like, "You're my favorite. You're like my, my hero." And Envy just looks over at Todd and like he gets up and just punches her in the face. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, what? I'm not afraid to punch her. Yeah. And then he's like, she punched the highlights out of her hair. Oh yeah. Like young Neil's like, she punched the highlights out. That was one of my favorite God. moments. I'm sad. It's sad to say that, but it's true. Punched the highlights out of her. You hear that, everyone? Darren likes uh, abuse against. Whatever, me. man. <laughs> anyway. No, that was funny. That was. I've seen Brandon Roth in Superman. I've seen him in Le, uh, Legends, Legends of, Tomorrow. of Tomorrow. Sorry, but this is my favorite role so far. Now. Really? I thought he was amazing as Clark Kent slash Superman. Um, another, another. What the fuck for me was uh, when he when he's fighting the the ex girlfriend, and and the tip from Ramona is. Uh, the weak points the back of her knee and then when when he when he defeats her she's like orgasming i guess and, and so you'll like, never be you'll never be able to do this to her i was like, oh my god <laughs> so funny i'll also throw in gideon calling knives kung pao chicken there was that. some Asian racism. Yeah, it's like, she's yeah. like I, I, when she's like inviting Scott to dinner, he's like, "What Chinese food?" I'm like, "What's going on?" Yeah, here? yeah. This movie does not. There's certain parts of it that do not age very well. <laughs> but like every time I hear something, like that, I'm, I'm, I'm like, "Okay, is there some commentary? Please let there be some commentary here that you're trying nah, to push, push just, forward." Just pushing some buttons. <laughs> Like the sister, like the well, sister even, saying, a seventeen-year-old Chinese schoolgirl. Right, I was just about to say that exactly. And she goes to Catholic school. Yeah, <laughs> with their uniforms and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, I would have loved to have been in the writers' room for this. <laughs> you know what, though, it's crazy because it's what twenty ten, right? That's yeah, the film. Mm-hmm. and. I mean, that's a decade ago, and you really are seeing, like, where our language has changed. I mean, um, what's-her-face, the drummer, when they're going to the party, and she calls him retarded. And I was like, well, there's a word we don't use yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. No you one know? uses that. It used to be so except, popular, you know, but no, now. Ex- except another overlap with Baby Driver, where they do use that word. Yeah. To describe him, so uh, maybe we do use it. Maybe uh, I don't know what's going on, but maybe we just be more selective about the movies we <laughs> review. Yeah, I think that's a uh, yeah. But speaking about writing, are there any other quotes that you remember that like pop out at you, Mo? 
Oh, I'm so bad with quotes. <laughs> I'm real. I am. I'm one of the worst. Like, even if I think I remember it, I screw it up and don't. Um, so no, in general, but it's a it is a quotable. I again, I just I think it. I it, to me, it feels like a cult favorite. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. like it's an, it's not obviously it's not a box office success, but there are just so many. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, I was just gonna say I think I think the vegan thing was my favorite because it was so tongue in cheek and it was so hilarious how it's like a superpower and then what his superpower was and what he went back to after he lost it and the vegan police right I love that that the vegan police showed up and they were like nope actually this is your third offense <laughs> he's like chicken's not vegan <laughs> you see. There's a quote. You got it. There you, you go. I knew it um, would come to me something. Well, well I, I mean, obviously, honestly, I, I I write down all this shit when I when I hear it because I would definitely forget it the same way. Um, mm. I don't know, like to go towards um, Scott Pilgrim's like low self-esteem when he's first talking about this new girl he's dating eating knives, and they're asking him questions like, "Have have you guys done it yet?" And all that. He's like. We almost held hands once, but then she got embarrassed. Like anybody, he says it's he says it so confidently. Like this look on his face is so smug. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, when he's uh, getting his butt kicked by uh, Brandon Ralph, like they're they're all talking, but he, he's all he's still falling. I, I guess out of the sky. And when he lands and whatnot, he's like, "If I peed my pants, would you pretend?" I just got wet from the rain. It's, like, it's not raining. <laughs> <laughs> um, the same scene, I liked um, when uh, Envy says to Todd, uh, you're incorrigible. He's like, I don't know the meaning of the word. And then like words come up on the screen like he doesn't. <laughs> that was cute too. Some of that stuff where like it wrote out yeah, certain yeah. things. I like that. I, don't, I really did like the movie. Well, there was one scene, um, oh, man, he's talking to, I think Scott's talking to Ramona on the phone, which also reminded, I think that was the scene that reminded me of, um, like, a movie's, like, The Warriors, because um, it's just showing her mouth while she's on the phone. Remember the, D- the, the DJ, the radio DJ in The Warriors? You only ever, like, see a close-up of her mouth while she's talking into the mic. Mm. It reminded me of that, but they were also, like, um, while he's telling his story about, yeah, about his ex, Envy, uh, they have the words coming up and he's like telling her, yeah, it was, it was mutual. And then in the, in the black, in the darkness, in the shadows, like it wasn't mutual. And then he like leans over to the other side of the door, this dark uh, black part in there. And he's like saying other shit and it negates what he said. Yeah. I liked all that because the storytelling in this was really cool in the way they did it. And the background stories when they had the, these comic books, like almost like anime um, yeah. background stories to Ramona's past relationships. Oh yeah. I like that too. This is a lot of cool stylized stuff in this. Yeah, they they really took a. This was, you know, this was a lot like Little Shop of Horrors in the way he, the way he created the world around Scott Pilgrim, and you know, like he wanted you to stay immersed in this specific universe. You know what I mean? So you didn't really break the third wall, uh, fourth wall, you know what I mean? Mm. It's kind of just, you were expected, like, it, like when he's getting his ass kicked by Brandon Roth, 
and he kicks him through the brick wall. And they both, like his roommate walks by and goes, uh, so we're going to get pizza right now? So, like, you know, yeah. it wasn't like they, they didn't like say, you know, what's going on here? They just, this was just part of, you know, their world. Their world, yeah. I mean, kind of normal. So. I would also say this, is, this, this movie kind of feels like a precursor to Ready Player One, which I think takes the video gaming and pop culture references to like, another level yep um but this was like before that and then i don't, I don't know if we want to talk about well we should talk about that one on a different podcast because the soundtrack for that's also pretty cool very 80s yeah. 90s um yeah. but i wonder what that budget and um box office was for that movie it's significant i believe but i'm pretty sure they probably made a a nice little dime since they're doing a second one. There you go. So, um, one thing I will uh, mention as uh, kind of a, some random facts about this, some of the voiceovers, well, actually all of the voiceovers in the movie were done by Bill Hader, which is cool. Which voiceovers? Um, the, the ones like the video? The, yeah, like Ninja Ninja Revolution. All those voiceovers and the and the character uh, the character voices for uh, video gaming that was all Bill Hader. Uh, I love Bill Hader. He's funny. If you if you watch it again, it's like not only will you notice, but you'll be like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the phone number for Ramona uh-huh. is an actual number. <laughs> like, did you call number. it? No, no. That, is it eight six seven five three zero nine? It's a two one two. She's from New York. Oh, yeah, snap. it's a number oh, that they yeah. actually use in the adjustment bureau too. So Universal um, Universal bought the number so that they could have a real number in a movie instead of using the fake ones that they do with the five five fives. So, so you probably could call it, and someone went. No, I mean, you know I'm gonna. The minute we wrap, the minute we wrap, I'm doing it. Well, it might be so, busy because I'll be on the line. There was one movie, I can't remember what movie it was, that they had a real number in the movie and they put it in on purpose and only one person had ever called it. And the person who called it ended up winning $100,000. They just oh, waited wow. for some somebody to call. No one called, and some one one dude called one day, and they were like, "You won." And he's like, "Won what?" He's like, "You won a hundred thousand dollars." We've just been waiting for someone to call the number. That's crazy. They, they didn't advertise it or anything. They just randomly put it in the film. I can't remember what movie it was, but it was recent. Well, now I'm definitely calling. If someone, if someone picks up, please let me know. Uh, uh, Monica, you're under arrest. <laughs> well, I'll give, if I win money, I'll give I'll, I'll give you guys some. I'll buy you a nice chicken parm. <laughs> but then we're not vegan anymore. I know. <laughs> but if you believe you are, that's what matters. Oh, did you guys notice? I mean, talking about pop culture references, did you notice um, when Gideon kisses? Uh, Ramona's ring or hand? Did you hear the sound and like the glint off the ring? Oh. And could you identify that? 
Was no, it like a video game? Sound? No, no, it was it was like they were, it was like when they were at the the Sex Bomb show, mm. and uh, and he's in the crowd with her, Gideon's in the crowd with her, and like obviously flaunting that they're together, and uh, he kisses her hand with a ring on it, and it makes a sound, and it glows green. It's um the sound from Flash Gordon, and it's Ming the Merciless's ring, and the sound anytime he pulls that ring out. Oh, I'm gonna have to pay attention oh, to that. Come on, people, gotta keep up. I, you know. <laughs> I got one for you. When he, uh, when, when, uh, when he comes home after the first time he um, goes to one and a half mm-hmm. base, the music for that scene. When he comes in and it's boom, ba dum, boom, boom. Yeah. Yep. Seinfeld. Oh God. That, yeah, I like that. Well, obviously, <laughs> and, as a, and, and as a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice that <clears throat> during certain, during most of the scenes, no one blinked? Not once? N- no. Uh-uh. They, noticed that. they purposely did that on, so that way, because they wanted the, the scene to feel like an anime, Japanese anime car- uh, <laughs> cartoon. So they told actors not to blink during those takes. That's how did they pull that shit off? With a lot of, you know. Now we're drops. seeing where the budget goes. <laughs> yeah, right. Do they like, pay yeah. extra for not blinking? I would ask for that. It's a lot of takes, I bet. <laughs> well, um, we didn't talk about um, Brie Larson in this movie. Um, who, for those people who haven't watched it, should watch it, Captain Marvel. Um, she was, um, first of all, I didn't know she was in this movie. And yeah, I forgot, or yeah, didn't recognize her. I, I was just like, what? Okay, go girl. Um, I didn't buy her as a, as a, as a, as a, like her, of all of the performances from a music standpoint, hers to me was the weakest, but she was also playing more cosmetically created artists. So that maybe makes more sense. You mean the performance like her just on stage or the song yeah. itself? Well, I, okay. song, like the song probably was good. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I didn't buy the performance whatsoever. So, but she played a nice evil uh, girlfriend. Yeah. She's pretty good. I knew she was in it, but I didn't recognize her at first. And I had to go back and I was like, is that her? Yeah, she does. I thought she actually was good, and but what do I know? Because I really, I was like, is that really her singing? Like, she's got a pretty voice. If that's her singing, it might be because I have heard her sing before. If you go to her Instagram, she has videos up there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. She's she plays the guitar and sings from time to time. So. Oh. Who knows? Maybe she's maybe she she and she's supposed. I think one of her next roles, she's playing a, some type of singer. I'm not sure like when it comes out though. That's uh, hilarious but, if she really did perform that song and that's the performance you didn't buy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, I've got to go now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be funny though. <laughs> would be. Um, I will then have to issue a retraction. No, if you didn't buy it, you didn't buy it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So we 
do we want to ask Mo our question? Sure, why not? Uh -oh. oh, this should be interesting because mm -hmm. these should be interesting. So we yeah. have a couple questions we ask our guests and uh, one question is, um, would Tom Hanks be able to be in this movie and in what role and would he make it better if he was? Um, and you, it could be Tom Hanks at any he, point in his I career. I think he would be a great Gideon. Oh, oh. I could see okay. him being a Gideon. I hadn't thought about that one. That's a good one. That'd be cool. Of, yeah, I I didn't because to me, I, not that I didn't like Jason Schwartzman, but I could see I could totally see Tom Hanks being the Gideon, kind of older man. You know, he can definitely and and I like it when you know because in most movies he's always playing a good guy. So mm. I don't know. Him, I could see him as Gideon. Give him his turn as a bad dude. Yep. Hmm. I always thought he was pretty creepy in Polar Express. Express. Uh oh, I don't think I ever watched Christmas the whole movie thing. animation. I, I know, no, I know what you're talking about. I think I started to watch it and didn't like it. I don't remember because watching. Hanks was a bad. No, he wasn't a bad guy, but he's a little. <laughs> Doesn't little he play weird. a conductor or something? Yeah, but he's just like a little off, man. <laughs> something about him. Mm. See, okay. that's why he'd be good in this movie. This whole movie's off. <laughs> Um, yeah, I could see him in that. So, next question is, could you see Tears in Heaven, Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven in the soundtrack? Yes, I could. Stylized. Are you asking if it's that, like, absolute original or stylized? Like no, the way no, they right, had okay. Marley. okay. Yeah, yeah no, I could totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a particular scene in which you think that would be, would work? Um, I feel like one of the Ramona scenes where he's, you know, in love with her and he's kind of googly-eyed over her for some reason, that's what pops to mind. Not that it's a romantic song, but... Because, <laughs> like, there's like, acoustic those... version, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it would have it would have to be like a, a to match you know most of the music in this like a heavy heavier grunge type song, like Dan, would you know my name if I saw you yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. But well, you could slow it down and pull like a, and then I think the scene where um, knives is outside the window, leaning on the with her face pressed against the window. Yeah, that would be kind of messed up like a slowed down grunge version right there, that would just be wrong. Yeah, but it makes it so right. Yeah. <laughs> that poor girl. I feel so bad for her in this movie. Um, do, you, do you have a, like, I, I don't know if I have an answer for um, the songs in this. Do you have one, a favorite song, and two, is there a song you think encompasses, like, the theme of the film? Hmm. Um, you know, I don't think there's one that encompasses the film, and I, th I think it goes back to what we were originally talking about, that for a film that revolves around a band and a bass player, 
it it doesn't seem cohesive. So I don't think so. I don't I don't think there is that one song. Um, I did like the song that Brie Larson's band plays. I did I did notice the No Woman No Cry, and I liked that. I thought that was pretty cool. I would say those two were the ones I liked. I mean, I like I liked them overall. Like, but those stood out. I feel like I'm not allowed to comment on this since I missed the Bob Marley tribute. Um, I, mean. I um I, I did like um there's one called Garbage Truck. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I like that from Sex by Bomb song. Um, I could, I could actually like I wrote down. I could actually see this being a hit in the in the nineties. Um, that was that, it, though, right? Like, don't you like? It, you know, I did feel like I was like, no, this is good music. No, it was good. It was good. My, my only issue is that I haven't delved into like the lyrics and stuff, which is very important to me. So, like, if it ends up being very just plain uninteresting lyrics i it would probably downgrade my opinion of the music so i'd have to see but um also like threshold was another sex bomb song that i liked um like i mentioned the uh, envy song clash vs bert so there were some things you know as you've said mo that i would re-listen to and could possibly really like i'm gonna go watch it again but i agree uh i don't i can't think of anything that encompasses the, the theme not really. It's weird. Yeah, it's, um, there's, I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't figure, I couldn't pick one that I thought was like the overarching theme. I did like Garbage Truck 2. Um, my, though my favorite one was actually one by, uh, called Sleazy Bed Track, which I really liked a lot. Um, but, and then the, uh, there's the one that was uh, called uh, Anthem for a Teenage 17-Year-Old. I thought kind of could have been used, but it's too obvious. So I'm not going to pick one for the film. But I, I did like both Garbage Truck and Sleazy Bed Track. This is good. Like, I, I would listen to this soundtrack just by itself, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's the final question out of 10. All right. What do you give this film? 10 being the highest. Um, that's hard just because, like, if you think about it, like, to me, if I think about all the things that would make for a good film, it doesn't hit those but like it wasn't bad. I totally think it's a cult. It could be a cult favorite. So I'm gonna. This is so boring. I'm gonna give it a five. That's not boring. I, I'm gonna start yelling at you now. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> well, because I feel like it's a five is so neutral, you know. But I think that that's what it is. Is that, it, you know, is it critically acclaimed or what? But there were so many good elements to it, um, and the characters I thought were really interesting. Um, but yeah, like the music, the music was good, but the music, the part that music played was a mess. So um, yeah, I'm going to be boring and give it a five. Mm. Um, I, like I said, I, 
the fight scenes I thought were just really fun, really fun. Um, the cast was really cool. I liked a lot of the casting, uh, especially some of the surprises that we got with Chris Evans and, and some <laughs> of the characters. I, I thought Chris Evans' role in this was really good. Um, there was some things I didn't care for, and but not enough for me to bury it. I give it yeah, six and a half, maybe six and six. I give it six and a half just because the soundtrack to me is really good. At this, like, this, yeah, I feel like Darren and I shouldn't be co-hosts because <laughs> we, we, no, because like you know, I feel like to have co-hosts we should be like very opposing views, and a lot of times this is not Cisco and Ebert, man. I, I don't know. I'm just saying it creates, in, in, you know, it makes it more interesting if we're like... I'm over uh, here like, fight, if we're, if we're, fight, yeah, fight. Exactly. Oh, okay. If we're, if we're like bitching at each other. But I, I give kinda, it a 10. It's a 10. I, it's the greatest film ever. There we go. You're a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> Only if Tom but, Hanks were Gideon. <laughs> um, there you go. So I, I have the benefit of like listening to both your responses. Um, and I, I agree pretty much with a lot of that. Um, the way the music was used, though, it was good. You know, maybe just didn't go far enough. Um, but, it, you know, you might say the acting wasn't good, but it was good for this movie, right? They, 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 I think the characters were portrayed the way they were supposed to be portrayed. And again, great casting. Um, I love just the, the themes that were in there, be, be it comic books, music, um, video games. I'm a nerd. Um, so I actually did also to give it a 6.5. You know, it's, it's not, again, like Mo said, critically. Why don't you copy me? That's already written. I already wrote that down on my on my Word doc here. So you know what? Give it a um, five point six. But um, <laughs> it's it's. I would definitely tell people to go start to watch this movie because it's fun. It's a fun, yeah, it's true. fun film, and it's very interesting. Like I said, with the editing and the themes. This to me is a drinking movie. This is a movie that you play like if you're having a party uh, at home. <laughs> and she's hung over there. Don't talk about alcohol. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Was that too soon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you're having yeah. cheesecake with friends, I feel like Take this a is you can put this in the background. You could play this in the background and just be like, you know, <laughs> listening to the music while the people are milling around. So it's, it's yeah, it's a it's a fun movie. I would I agree, Chris. I, I think I would recommend people check this out. It's probably the best 6.5 film that, that <laughs> ever, know, ever in ever. history. <laughs> I mean, if we want to help them out, we should all recommend that everyone in our lives that we know watch so they can make some of that money back. Yeah, seriously. Goodness. Yeah. What is that, like um, a $40 million loss? Yeah, that's up there with Waterworld. Um, so, yeah. Actually, Superman Returns didn't do too great either, right? Yeah, that was another um, one. So. I actually did look up Ready Player One, and they like they five, to five times their money. Yeah, they're straight. Um, they're making so, all right, Mo. Well, you actually said something earlier um, about a show coming up, and you just had one or went to a show last night. We have some shows coming up. So, what exactly? Yeah. Let, let the world know. What's, what's oh, happening? well, the world can follow me at Mocha Vida, M O K A V I D A, on all the plots. 
forms. Um, I have an Instagram live show on Wednesdays called Seven Minutes in Quarantine. (laughs) And I interview my friends for seven minutes each. So it's fun. Uh, I try to, I, I mean, a lot a lot of my friends are comics, so there's a lot of comics, but I try to get musicians, other artists, or, or comics who are doing other things. So it's a fun little show. You can check that out. Um, and then, yeah, the, the In People shows I've got coming up, I'll be posting on my Instagram. Um, but they're here in Denver. So I don't know when I'm getting back to New York, hopefully the fall, but that's very up in the air. <laughs> but when I'm there and if the grizzly pear ever opens up again, um, you can find me at the grizzly pear. Uh, so I have been to a bunch of her shows and You've they been are very really supportive. good. So whoever's listening to this and if you're in Colorado or in New York next time she's here, definitely check it out. Thank you. Very cool. Chris, what are you up to? Uh, eh, nothing right now. Um, I well, not nothing. I am on the, in the process of releasing a song called "Protesters on Union Square," um, that I'm hoping to release soon, very soon. I keep on, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm mixing it and mastering it myself. So, of course, oh, you wow. second guess yourself. So, um, yeah, hoping hopefully and get that out soon with a uh, lyric video obviously about what's going on right now and uh, hopefully in a couple weeks i'll be doing a live stream myself so you know stay tuned chris saunders music everywhere um uh, i'll let you know when stuff's happening and likewise i'm a big fan of chris we met at a comedy show where the producer had him as a musical guest kind of in between acts so artists come together but we've been supporting each other for years now yeah, I, even when I come to New York, I try to come to his shows. So yeah, she brought she brought a slew of folks last time. <laughs> nice. I brought my bitches. <laughs> That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. Darren, I am don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I am doing a bunch of podcast stuff. So just launched a new show, 12 million. Hopefully I'll have another episode out this week. Um, and the download podcast obviously keeps me busy along with my other podcast, Drop the Mic, which also should have another episode coming out this week. Um, otherwise, uh, I'll, you know, just... Just, just, just three podcasts. Yeah, just strolling the streets, looking for people to talk to. So, yeah. With a mask on, are you wearing a mask? Of course, I've. You know what? I seriously have been looking for like a, like a a really good bane that mask. Oh God! Don't do that. <laughs> just to walk around. I'm breathing. I'm coming after you. You know. You know. Just something very intimidating. Right, not so, Darth Vader. You don't want a Darth Vader helmet. I thought about it, but it's kind of hot. <laughs> doing your if I can get one with air conditioning in it, that'd be dope. Isn't that how you make the the voice? Isn't he just talking through a fan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Problem solved, man. Wow. Um, don't let the blonde hair fool you. Wow. <laughs> um, 
yeah. solving the world's issues one one face mask at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So that's it for me. That's all I'm doing. You can, you know, find me wherever. I don't know. <laughs> Strolling on the streets, standing on the corners. I'm, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So watching TV. I'm doing watching TV. I'm watching a lot of TV. That's so sad. So I'm watching a lot of political, cultural, social videos right yeah. now. Yeah, I rewatched Thirteen recently. So oh, I, I don't know if I can do that again. But um, some interviews with you know left and right and central leaning people. Right. Um, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm actually yeah. watching a lot of stand-up comedy. So that's another reason why I was watching some of the movies uh, stuff because you need to laugh. Yeah, you need to. I'm, seriously, I'm not joking. I like I just need to laugh, man. Like, so I was like, wherever I can find some good comedy, I am all for it. Cool. So, well, join our shows. There's mm -hmm. lots of online shows right now. So yeah, yeah, I definitely am. Oh, plus because I'm, I'm trying to launch a new comedy podcast called Endangered Comedy. So, that? That sounds interesting. Yeah, we talk about, um, we talk about the state of comedy right now, where, you know. I have no opinion whatsoever on that. Yes, I'm sure you don't. <laughs> Not at all. Has nothing to do with you or any comedian, <laughs> comedy writer, sketch writer, you know. So, as... Uh, is uh, we we are we're provided with so much material, and yet people are too sensitive to kind of use some of the comedy. So, so sad. Um, but yeah, trying to do that. So, but um, I guess that's it, right? Um, anything else we want to share with the world before we sign off, Chris? Oh man, uh, just uh, you know, again, follow us with a download the download podcast yep. show or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, Don't yeah. be too sure, Chris. I'm sure, you can, I'm sure you can figure it out. Um, you know, social media, the download podcast, um, everywhere. Check us out on pretty much every streaming service. Um, thank you to Mo Vita for joining us. Thank you, oh, Mo. Thanks for, thanks for having me, and thanks for introducing me to a new fun movie that I can watch over and over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was uh this was fun. You're welcome to come back anytime you like. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. You guys stay safe. Alrighty. And so that does it for another edition of the pop download podcast. I'm Darren Jenkins. I'm Chris Saunders. And this was the download. The download. Hi y'all. Oh, <laughs>